Good afternoon. The waiting is over once again. It's another Hockey 24-7 podcast with me, Derek Alberts, and who else but the man in the know, the guy who knows everything there is to know about the sport when it comes to flicks, sticks, and everything in between, Tyrone Jabu Bana. Tyrone, good uh, evening. Yeah, Derek, always good to be here. Another great chance to chat hockey. I think uh, after our first few weeks, uh, what we've learned is uh, that there are some great hockey stories in this country, some great hockey people, and that our one-question quiz is uh, not as easy as some people would have thought. Yeah, it's proving to be pretty challenging, which is always great. We want it to be tough. We want it to be challenging. We want it to be hard. Uh, and we want it to be fun. Uh, I think that's uh, the the number one rule of uh, the one-question quiz. But uh, I think that's the num- number one rule of this entire podcast. It's meant to be fun. It's meant to be engaging. It's meant to be informative. And it's meant to get the sport of hockey out there, be it indoor or outdoor. And I must say, the response to our first couple of podcasts in my opinion, has been fantastic. It's it's ballooned all over the world. Um, of course, not having mil- millions listening, but uh, we've had listeners from all four corners of the globe, which I've been very impressed by. Yeah, and obviously a nice uh, special shout-out to our friends at The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast based in Australia, who uh, have been sharing, sharing the news, sharing the podcast, both on social media and their channels. So, uh, Matt, John, thanks to you guys. And thanks to the hockey public, I think uh, what it's showing us is, is people just want to talk about hockey and listen to hockey and, you know, as long as there's people who want to listen, we'll be here to talk about it. Yeah, 100%. I, I like the sound of that. And and yeah, I must just echo your words about the reverse stick. I've got into it now since we've started this. They've latched on. They've been sharing our podcast. And likewise, I've been listening and sharing theirs. And yeah, I've been really, really impressed at what they produce. And congratulations to them. And they've been going strong for a couple of years now. Yeah, almost on episode 100. So uh, we got some catching up to do. Yeah, we certainly do. Uh, we're not quite there yet, but uh, we're edging towards double figures. But uh, without further ado, let's get the show on the road. A big name tonight. Who do we have? Yeah, none other than Kuzni Old Boy. Uh, and old is probably not a way you can really describe this man just yet. But Nkobile uh, Billy Intuli joins us tonight. Hi there, Nkobile. Great to have you on the line. Uh, we finally got you. Had a, a bit of issue with regards to the tech side, but uh, no tech problems now. Uh, you are front and center. How's it going? Derek, uh, hope you guys are doing well. Tyrone, thanks for having me, guys. Um, yeah, glad to finally be online and ready to go. Yeah, fantastic. Now, I think there's no better way to start. Uh, you've previously told me how, how much you enjoyed uh, Lloyd Norris Jones as a, as a player. Um, he was a player you looked up to. You've listened to him on the on the podcast, but I think there is a very, very important question that has been unanswered. Who would win in a hundred meter sprint? Oh no, <laughs> that is a stone. That's not even a contest. Yeah, I don't think. Jeez, um, Lloyd knows Jones by stretch, and I think he has before. I don't consider myself to be the tastiest guy, um, and I think Lloyd is actually. On the other end of the scale, he's, yeah, he's the next, isn't he? Ah, fantastic. But I suppose probably the the more important comparison is who would win in a race between you and Tyson. Ah, oh, again, unanimous, man, <laughs> unanimous. <laughs> I think I, I think that one is definitely me out of the out of the deadlock guys. 
<laughs> Fantastic. Look, talking about the dreadlock guys, yourself and Tyson were two of the youngsters in the World Cup squad. You've had a bit of an astronomical rise. I mean, in 2014, played at the Youth Olympic Games in Nanjing. 2016, the Under-21 World Cup in Lucknow in India. And of course, last year, December, India once again, the Odisha Hockey World Cup. What's the secret to the success? At 22 years of age, you, you almost have climbed the ladder quicker than most dream about doing it. Yeah, yeah Karen, I mean, I think I always answer this question the same, um, wherever it comes from. Uh, we've been extremely lucky with the opportunities we've got um, and what I think I've managed to do well and what even Titans managed to do well. Um, it's just grasp that opportunity when it comes. Um, so yeah, since we were 18, 17, we were invited to national uh, camps for age groups because those opportunities were around. Um, and yeah, I mean, I remember we had a camp before the Nanjing Youth Games and yeah, we managed to make the team and ever since then we've just worked hard enough to stick around, I guess, and, and, and keep being noticed and re-noticed at tournaments and yeah, it, it paid off uh, at the World Cup and, and experiencing something like that was massive for us. So yeah, it's, it's great and hopefully we can do more and hopefully I can do more in the next year or two and, and until the end of my career. Billy, you know, you get certain guys in in sports across the scope where you can just see they're destined for greatness in a sport that they choose. Uh, and they start off from the very beginning excelling and they represent their country across the board at every age group level that they compete in. And you certainly fall into that category. Um, was it something that you always knew was in the offing that you would be a national hockey player for South Africa at the highest level and, and beyond, of course, taking into account the various tournaments that you competed in, not just as a South African player, but uh, as an international player? Yeah, Derek, I think, personally, I grew up in a very sporting family or one that loves sports a lot, at least. And so as a kid, I was always around the sports field, whether it's my mom coaching or my brother playing. Um I was always around the field. And, and then, yeah, actually football was, and it still is probably funny enough, one of the games I, I love uh, a lot. Um, so, yeah, I started off as a footballer, funny enough, uh, and I picked up a hockey stick when I was about seven years old in grade one. Um, and ever since then, I, I couldn't let it go. Uh, I had a bit of a, a talent, I would say. And besides that, I had to put up a lot more, obviously. Um, I realized that I liked the sport and that I was all right at it uh, throughout my younger ages. And yeah, I think the national team is always something you aspire to if you enjoy something and you and you and you realize that you want to take it up. It's always, the national team is always something you want to eventually do. Uh, you want to go to World Cups and represent your your country into Olympic Games and such things. And so yeah, I guess it was always in the back of my head, even in school and those sorts of things. But at the same time, it was something that I knew was far, far ahead of me and that I had to strive for and do a lot to achieve. Yeah, and you, and you bring up your school. Now, you went to uh, Kersney College down in in Natal. Uh, I mean, this yeah. is a school that is very, very well known for uh, the international sportsmen that they produced. Of course, we're looking at the Dupria brothers in rugby, um, obviously the Madsen family in hockey. How, how important and 
you know, what was the culture of the school like in the sense that it helped uh, helped you realize your goals? Yeah, Tyrant Kersey is probably a massive part of my life. Um, I got offered the opportunity to go there as a as a 14-year-old from Thomas More College. And yeah, since then, my hockey career just, I guess, blossomed a little bit. Uh, I got opportunities to do things that I wouldn't have had I stayed at, at Thomas More. Um, and yeah, the facilities were unbelievable because since I arrived, uh, the coaches were fantastic. And just the mentoring I had in terms of the seniors I had ahead of me, um, the teachers I had ahead of me, um, yeah, the mentoring I got was massive for me as a boarder as well. So as well as just around competitiveness and just boys and, you know, and that, that culture helped me a lot on the sports field. And, uh, you know, the, the, the logical next step to ask you about is your brother, Sihle, uh, recently took the under-18s to the Youth Olympic Games, uh, is a is a well renowned coach, and you've actually played a lot of hockey in teams that he's coached. How impactful has uh, Six been on your career? Yeah, you're right. I have played a lot of hockey under him, especially Um But yeah, Tyron, just besides him as a hockey coach, just as my brother, obviously, he's been massive for me in the hockey sense. I probably picked up the six because of him, and just being on the side of the field, as I said, watching him play. Uh, he was a provincial player in his in his youth, uh, and then a national under eighteen player and a national under twenty one player. So I've learned a lot just from seeing the environment he's been in uh, since he was a player, and then again from his coaching, which I mean I know he learned a lot from about himself as well. Yeah, I've just been lucky enough to then be coached by him uh, in competitive hockey teams. And yeah, it's good to see him as good, but he's grown my game and my mindset a lot as well. So he's been there, he's been a big part of my game. Billy, you, you're young, you're still only 22 years old, yet you've achieved plenty in the sport. I, I spoke about how often you've represented the country at various age group levels, but you've also toured a lot. You've competed at various tournaments, not just uh, on the international front from a uh, professional level, but also at an age group level. Um, It's a very loaded question, but uh, in your young career, having achieved so much already, what would you highlight as uh, being the standout experience that you have experienced in the sport of hockey? Sure, yeah, you are right. That is a, a difficult one. I've been lucky, Derek. Like I said, I've been lucky to have been put in those teams and been given those opportunities from young to get to travel a lot because of the sports I play. Um, but yeah, well, geez, one that stands out would probably the World Cup is a big one. Um, but I'd say going to Egypt in 2017, the men's side, and winning. Africa Cup there was quite big. Uh, it was a hard tour to look forward to after they beat us um, at World League at home. And then just the experience of traveling to a country like Egypt. I mean, we, yeah, we had escorts with us everywhere we went. It was, you know, it, it was a different energy there. It was a massive experience for me. I'd never seen anything like it. Um, and yeah, to win a final there in front of the home crowd uh, was quite massive. So, yeah, that'll probably stand out 
as yeah, one of my better experiences at the moment. And and you say winning against the hosts. I mean, you did that in the final against Egypt. I mean, and you doesn't really get much better than that, especially given how big a powerhouse Egypt is in the sport. Yeah, it was massive. Um, yeah, the rivalry itself certainly is a massive African rivalry, and we know that they know that. Um, and yeah, I played against them in under twenty one in a final as well in Namibia, and we lost that which is massively disappointing. So to do it with the senior side a few years later and get that revenge in their home ground, yeah, that was, that was quite special. I'm just going to jump on there again regarding a question, just an offshoot on that, because you say that you have traveled plenty. Um, yeah, a little easier one, I'd say. Through all your travels, uh, what would you highlight as the best country that you visited outside of South Africa, purely from a hockey sense? Oh, uh, probably Australia at the moment um, for the Com Games earlier last year. That was that was quite an experience. We were on the Gold Coast for about three weeks, which yeah, that was epic. Yeah, and what about your bucket list? Which which country, from a hockey point of view, is top of the list? Oh, yeah, probably somewhere in Europe. That's something that yeah, Belgium or Holland, I'd say. Yeah, I think, I mean, if you look back to the 2014 World Cup, how, how didn't matter the game, how the, the Dutch packed stadiums, 10, 15,000 people, probably only something that you really experience in Holland or, uh, or India uh, at that level consistently. So, yeah, I think Holland would rank pretty high up the list. Speaking of which, what's the plan? Are we going to see Billy and Tule playing for Amsterdam or Den Bosch or, or someone in the Hoefte class? Or are you focused more on your uh, career outside of hockey a bit now and developing that? W- what's the plan for Billy? Sure, I'd love to one day, Tyron. That's not a that's no. There's no doubt about that. Um, but yeah, at the moment for me, uh, I am focusing a little bit on my outside of the field uh, life. Um, but yeah, definitely in the near future, I, I would like to see myself testing myself. In Europe, um, maybe Australia, but yeah, just testing myself more and just trying to improve more. Uh, but yeah, at the same time, we face difficulties in our sport where if you want to play for a country, it's difficult to do it from that side. So at the moment, I'm loving playing for my country, um, and I want to do that as much as I can, you know. So yeah, it's just, that's what it is right now. Ah, fantastic. And look, we love having you play for South Africa. I think. Uh, you know, an article I wrote last year, you, you kind of made it a little bit easy for me because you're starting to pop up in all the big games. Uh, in the RPT final, you scored for the Raiders. In the World Cup game against Canada, you scored a beautiful tomahawk. Um, I actually thought you had taken the ball a bit too far, and then you proved me wrong. Um, you know, you've scored some big goals in PHL. You were the top scorer in the under-21 uh, qualifiers before. What is it about your game that makes you more... I wouldn't say fired up, but more effective in those big moments. Oh, yeah, it's funny you say that, Tyron, and, and thanks for the compliment. But, yeah, we always joke around with some of my friends that I'm actually more of an assistant forward and I like to be, you know, sort of a, a giver than a scorer. But, yeah, it, it's massively important for us as strikers uh, to start being more clinical, uh, especially in big moments, like you say. But yeah, I mean, I mean, it gets harder for us when we go step up and play on in, in, in the international level. So 
it's important. I train it as much as I can. Um, and then, yeah, sometimes it pays off. You get a, a stitch of luck sometimes. But yeah, it's all about, I guess, trying to be in that situation as often as you can. And you may get lucky on the time. So, yeah. <laughs> Billy, you, we spoke about Lloyd Norris-Jones and the speed at which he played at. Now, he was our very first feature in the very first episode of Hockey 24-7. And, yes, yeah, sad to see the back of him. I, I can imagine as, as someone who you looked up to, um, is, is it very much a changing of the guard as he spoken to you and said, you know, you are the man to, to carry the can for South Africa from here on in as the go-to striker? And uh, and is that indeed the case? And otherwise, uh, uh, yeah, are you you're sad to see him gone from the sports from a South African point of view? Uh, yeah, firstly, Lloyd is a great guy besides Hawkins. He's just a great guy. And I've had many chats with Lloyd from when I joined the team and he was obviously one of the senior guys there. Um, and then again, afterwards, he's, he's obviously a striker. I think if you're a South African youngster, you have to look up to. Um, you have to have watched and, you know, try to pick off a few things from his game. Um, so, yeah, I've looked up to Lloyd for a long time. I know he had a season in KZN when I was in IT in school and, you know, I've witnessed him play quite a, a lot, actually. Um, and yeah, there's so many things I can I can go on here and, and just say that I've picked off his game and tried to do in a different way or my own way or maybe the same. Um, but yeah, I guess him leaving the national setup uh, is a, a lot decision he has to make right now, and everybody respects it. And I think more than be sad to see him leave, we've got to be grateful for what he did for the game here. So. Yeah, he had a great career and wish him all the best for the future. And Billy, one of the things that was quite revealing about chatting with Chuck is he moonlights a bit as a model. And apparently he believes that is what it takes to make it as a South African hockey striker. So how is the modeling career going? Oh, wow. Um, I don't know about me, personally, with this mop of hair I have. Uh, but yeah, I guess I guess Chucky and the Cape Town lads that's that's more their thing. <laughs> Beautiful, um, Billy. You you spoke earlier about uh, football being your love away from um, um, away from hockey. Uh, you might not necessarily have the best taste in football teams, but but we forgive uh, you because oh you no. score goals in World Cups. <laughs> but I thought about it. Uh, if you if you were to put together a five side football team. Here in South Africa, featuring only South African hockey players, who who would be in your team? Ooh. Jesus, that is a that is a great question, and I wish I had time to plan it because I would sit down for this. But I I, I didn't really bat, think about it until now. Of <laughs> <laughs> the bat, Tyron, um, Jesus, we we'll probably have to put we we'll probably have to put Richard Curtis in goals. I would say in your father's team. I would have Tyson definitely at the back, you know, holding it down for us. Uh, I would then have Ryan Crow playing in the midfield as, you know, the creative player. And then up front, I would say myself and Tevin. I think that's quite a strong football power side team. Yeah, I think they could compete with a few, a few of the other teams around. 
You know, maybe maybe one day we, we've maybe learned from Wade for Nickack that you're not going to do this while you're still playing hockey for South Africa. But uh, one day we'll organize a, <laughs> a PR media friendly soccer game. Yeah, okay. This my my brother's been in my ear a few times for getting on the on the five side pitch during my hockey career. So. I'm a good man. You know, one of my favorite stories uh, took place uh, many, many years ago when they had the Beach Soccer World Cup. And it was South Africa's uh, just out of isolation, so we included in these international events. And, and we had been invited to the, yeah, the Beach Soccer World Cup. And they put together a ragtag team of, of players who were either recently retired from football or on the verge of retiring, maybe one or two, two lighties, but uh, they were all used to 11 aside on the pitch football. And they went over and the tournament took place in Brazil. And uh, so they were representing South Africa. And uh, they were watching about two days prior to the tournament kicking off uh, some little uh, game taking place on the beach. So they said, ah, oh, let's actually practice. Let's have a game. And they just just took the first 11 Brazilians that were watching, said, yeah, come play against us, and they ended up losing something like 15 nil. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. How was their fitness levels on that sand? No, it was shocking. <laughs> was it, wasn't Mark Fish there? Uh, no, no, he wasn't, but there was, I think Budgie Byrne was the captain of the SA side. Uh, I, I think they averaged oh, wow. like in, the, in, the, in the late 40s or something like that in terms of their age, and, and also that was probably the temperature that they're playing in while sinking through oh, wow. the very hot sand. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the, the Masters days. I'm looking forward to them when I come out with my book. Oh, look, listen, Masters. Masters is amazing. <laughs> I, um, I, have, I haven't played I, because I don't qualify yet. I'm still too young. Uh, but okay, but I'm looking okay. forward to it because uh, I, I actually played some indoor hockey last year again uh, before, before the operation. And, um, yeah, what I can tell you is that youngsters are getting faster and old boys like me do not like playing guys like you because uh, you're actually too fast for us to even foul these days. Uh, uh, so the youngsters are getting faster, not, not you getting Oh, no, 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 um, no. No, no, my, my speed has stayed consistent. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you can't really go much slower than 10 k's an hour at a sprint. Oh, sorry. Stop it. Stop uh, it. <laughs> all right, Billy, uh, you now find yourself up up here in the land of the money and the smog and uh, the busy traffic. What's happened? Why have you left the land of sun and sea to, to join up here in Gauteng? Uh, I know you're based in Pretoria, so slightly cleaner air, but uh, oh, what no. made the decision? Oh, yeah. Sure, Tyron. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a different few months for me, um, but yeah, it's been epic. I moved up to Pretoria as you say, um, in January uh, this year. And yeah, it's basically just a work opportunity I've gotten up here, which I've taken. And then I've joined the club, All Albanians, um, in, in Linwood, which I'm loving so far. Uh, everyone's been great there. Um, we've had a good start to our preseason. Played about four games now. So everything's great so far. Work's going well. And yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. What, was it quite tough to adapt originally, Billy? Because, I mean, I, I remember I'm a coastal boy. I, I moved up here to Joburg from PE. Yeah. But, I mean, I've been here for a good 10 years now. So, I mean, it's taken a while, but yeah. I'm eventually yeah. there. I, I can imagine, <laughs> I remember the first few months that it was tough going. I, I would go out for a swim and realize that I'm going straight to a concrete road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no beaches around here, no. Um, but I was actually in Durban. Now, this past weekend, uh, my brother and I drove down, 
sisters with my mom. Um, and yeah, so I, I literally got a direct comparison again. Um, and yeah, I mean, Durban is great and everything. I've got everyone down there, my, my family and my, my friends. But it's been quite comfortable adapting, I'll say, because I've been in Durban for a while now. Um, and the change has been good. Uh, I've, I've met a lot of new people. I'm working with new people. I'm playing with new people. So it's been good so far. I think if you come back in a few more months with this question, maybe it may be different. Um, but it's good so far. I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah, and, and it can only be good uh, for development of your hockey to play, you know, in a different league against different yeah. people. Um, one thing uh, Pretoria League is known for is it's going to be tough, it's going to be physical, but the quality yeah. is going to be right up there. I mean, Northern Gauteng are always, or the Northern Blues, as they prefer to be called, always right up there uh, pushing title yeah. times. And the Joburg sides are not exactly far away, so... There could be a good few no, friendies and stuff and can only be good for your game. Absolutely. So, like, as it is now, we've already had four warm-up games just against teams from Joburg. We had a game against Pucker. So, there's a lot of hockey to be played around against different opposition. Um, like I said, I'm getting coaching from different people, uh, which is is only good. Uh, so, yeah, it's been, it's been epic and I think it'll only get better. Looking forward to joining the Northern setup as well in terms of provincial hockey. It should be a nice change for me. And yeah, our teams, I think, will look all right. So we can we can actually challenge and be competitive. So that'll be nice. Right. Uh, I think that pretty much wraps it up uh, as far as the, the main stuff's concerned. Uh, we've got to finish off, though, uh, Billy, with I, I'm sure you heard the previous couple of shows. We've got the one question quiz, which uh, we wrap things up. It, it's certainly not easy. Uh, and uh, oh, yes, no. some have struggled, some have shone. Um, will you be the former or the latter? Okay, so uh, a, quick, oh, no. a quick recap. Um, it, this one's a pretty easy one. You should know. Uh, you beat Egypt in the final of uh, the Africa Cup back in 2017, the Africa Cup of Nations. Um, yeah. Can you remember the score? This isn't the question, but this is leads yeah, to the question. Yeah, the score is 2-1. Yeah, 2-1. that wasn't a good question to ask. Yeah, I know, because that was an easy one. The question <laughs> comes in, Egypt scored in the eighth minute. Who scored the goal? For Egypt? Yeah, for yeah. Egypt. Mohamed Kanani, I think. That's correct. Yeah. Well done. Nice, Insert nice. crowd cheering here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Don't worry, there's one in my head going already. <laughs> so, uh, Billy, you actually get to emulate Lloyd and join him on the, the Raider Hockey 24-7 honors board for uh, getting your one question quiz correctly. Oh, correct. Fantastic. <laughs> Can you? Who, who scored the other goals? Uh, South Africa's goals. Uh, you got to know that if you knew you scored Egypt. Shane Payton and Jet Jet Eustace. There we go. Hundred yeah, percent correct. And, and that was uh, from yeah. one nil down as well, because uh, you had Ganani scoring in the eighth minute, and then Payton and Eustace scored uh, 39th and 58th. So a terrific come from behind victory, and one that we'll never forget. Uh, just on the subject of goals, here's another. Favorite question I want to know from you. Um, what is your all-time favorite goal? Uh, oof. okay. Just just recently, it's probably the World Cup goal uh, against Canada. That's probably my favorite goal right now, just because of the moment and yeah. Fair enough. 
And, and Billy, incredibly, this will be the last one from me. We've just passed 27 minutes. Ironically, that is your shirt number. Is there a story behind the shirt number? Ooh, it's a very long one. It's a very long one. But just short and simple, it, it motivates me because of the meaning uh, before that. And also, it's worn by a player I look up to as well and learn a lot from Tom Boone. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Fantastic. Billy, from, from our side... We look forward to uh, seeing your new adventures in Northern Gauteng for the Northern Blues. We look forward to seeing how you go with the uh, Old Albanians. And of course, we're looking forward to how you and the SA men go in India later this year for the Hockey Series Final. Thank you for joining us, Billy. Thank you very much, Taran. Uh, Derek, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, it's been epic. And yeah, I'll be following all the rest of the shows. And thank you for having me again. Absolute pleasure. Billy and Tuli, thanks so much for joining. Have a great evening and we can't wait to see you burn up the hockey field. Cheers, my man. What a lovely guy. Uh, what a legend. Uh, the and Tuli brothers, fantastic uh, servants for the sport, fantastic uh, ambassadors for the game of hockey uh, in this country, for Kersney, for, for Kazuna Natal, now for Northern Blues. Just Just top quality. Yeah, certainly so. So uh, that wraps it up for another episode of uh, the Hockey 24-7 podcast brought to you by Radar Media. Before we go, we've got another one question quiz for the listeners, theoretically, although we'll give the answer, so we're not really sitting around waiting for you to to get back to us. But uh, here's a nice little factoid that I came across, Tyron. Uh, Women's hockey, included in the Olympics in 1980, the champions were... Boom, boom, boom. Zimbabwe won the first ever Olympic gold medal in women's hockey. If only we could see them scale those heights these days. Uh, yeah, I think it would be great, uh, as long as it's not at the expense of South Africa. Fair enough. Yeah, thanks for joining us for another episode of Hockey 24-7. And once again, a big thanks to our guests in Kubile, Billy Ntuli. Watch him uh, firing from Gauteng and also beyond as he represents South Africa. See you next time. Ciao.